0: Welcome to the pilot podcast powered by Wildfire Radio,
1: where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this?
0: I'm your host BJ along with my co-host Me Too and this week we're checking out the new comedy Miracle Workers.
1: So stay tuned to the end to see if Heaven sent me an angel in the form of BJ to be a podcast co-host. I
0: answered your prayers. How about you tell us your first impressions of this show since you recommended that we review it?
1: To be fair, I only recommended we review it because I also watched Pen15. And when I saw a discussion of Pen15 online, which is a Hulu show, which is fantastic, Miracle Workers also came up as a new comedy. As far as my initial thoughts are concerned, I really like the cast. I think the show is funny and bright. It's a different take on God that I wasn't expecting. And I like seeing Daniel Radcliffe in this odd role. I like seeing him as a nerd.
0: Yeah, he's not the cool kid.
1: He's not the cool kid. And I would argue in Harry Potter and in Now You See Me too.
0: Not a good movie. He
1: is inexplicably a cool guy. Even in Harry Potter, it's hard to connect Harry Potter as he's described and portrayed as this nerdy kid with broken wire-rimmed glasses, and also apparently the jock champion Quidditch player and the coolest kid in school. There's a bit of a disconnect.
0: And he's famous around the entirety of the United Kingdom.
1: Yes, like we have to strap on our very best Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin outfits and we make that giant leap for womankind everywhere to believe that Daniel Radcliffe is the cool guy. And so it's nice to see him really tap into the nerdy side of him that I would argue he would have been playing for the duration of his career had he not been HP.
0: Interesting.
1: I could see him typecast as the nerdy guy and he does it super well. I also love seeing D in Viswanathan, I think is how you pronounce her last name, play at her age in an office environment because she's gotten famous for playing high schoolers. She was in Blockers, and that was really fantastic. And she was also in The Package. And those were both raunchy teen movies. And it's cool to see her play a little bit closer to her age. Though at 23, she's still within that age range of Hollywood people playing children.
0: And to get into the whole premise, they are all Angel. So she is more than likely hundreds of years old.
1: Yeah, I shared all my thoughts and did not give one comment on the premise of the show, Beach. Can you give just a brief breakdown of what this is?
0: Sure. So Miracle Workers is about miracles, actually. So our main characters by Daniel and Geraldine playing Craig and Eliza are angels, and they are tasked with answering prayers, typically low level prayers, the more difficult stuff, gets sent to God, who's played by Steve Buscemi, and our whole premise, at least for this pilot episode, probably the first season, is that Eliza makes a bet with God that she can answer one of these impossible prayers. If she wins, Earth gets to continue existing, and they can go back to answering small prayers, like helping people find their lost keys. If they lose, Earth is destroyed, and God is going to, I guess, start over with a restaurant in space, and Eliza has to eat a worm.
1: The restaurant idea was not terrible.
0: But you won't be around to go to it.
1: You're right. But it's just nice to know it's there. Okay, with God betting Eliza 100 or one hundo or 1,000 or eating a live worm, are the terms he's using that we're familiar with referencing actually $100, $1,000 or eating a live worm? Or do you think that it's more than that?
0: Like this is how humans can process whatever actually would go on with God.
1: It just feels like such low stakes that I'm curious to see if a twist later on in the season is he's betting like a 100 or a 1000 years off your life or something, or you're not swallowing one worm, you're like eating a bunch of them or something weird with it. Do you know what I'm saying? Is it bigger than what? Yeah, right now we're picturing.
0: I think you're expecting too much from this version of God.
1: 100% fair.
0: I really do think he's such a laid back carefree Low stakes, low effort type of character that it really is a hundred dollars, $1, a thousand dollars, and a single worm.
1: Do you think that God represents the millennial workplace right now where you have a diverse group of hardworking millennials trying to navigate a baby boomers disappointment in the state of the world while trying to still move work forward?
0: I think it's something similar to that. I don't think he represents the baby boomers. I think he represents kind of someone family money in a sense. He inherited this and it's just not something he cares about anymore. He's lost interest, but he's still the big guy. In charge. And so he's gonna let all these hardworking millennials around him put in the day-to-day effort, and he's just gonna take the credit as CEO Oof, of the company.
1: That was triggering.
0: Well, let's move to something less triggering. Yes. <laughs> what did you think of how they imagined the concept of answering prayers?
1: I want to take it a step back and just think about the general imagining of heaven, period. Okay. It's funny to me, although you said it's been done before on YouTube. Yes. The imagining of heaven as an office space or just a regular factory essentially with different departments with the prayer answering department specifically to extend the metaphor of a millennial in a workplace run by gen xers and boomers
0: you're really relating hard to that idea
1: maybe it's because i read another article today about how avocado toast is the reason i won't be able to buy a house or something i don't know but to extend the metaphor it seems like they're tracing earth largely over a period of fifteen thousand. years Years And that prayer answering department has been one person for 10,000 years. But when you think about the way we've scaled in population, it's only really blown up in the last thousand years is the argument, really shorter than that. So over 90% of the period of your department, it made sense for it to be one person. And the prayers were so funny. It was like, keep my fire going, keep that saber tooth tiger away from me. So I guess it makes sense that someone wouldn't think to scale their department based on just the last 10% of this whole scale.
0: Yeah. And God also brought up the idea that over the last 2000-ish years, he's found a decline in people. I don't remember what terminology he used, but basically post-Jesus, things have gone downhill <laughs> in terms of people believing in him and turning to him. He also talks about people aren't making sacrifices for him anymore. So I think that could also play into the idea that if less people are like devoting their lives to God, he's not going to invest money into departments such as prayers and we'll just focus more on I think there's a dirt department yeah you know weather probably things more mundane like that
1: so how do you feel about this portrayal of God as this lazy dude because I always think of God as portrayed in Hollywood as an all-knowing Morgan Freeman essentially or someone like Morgan Freeman almost every time (laughs) so how do you feel about God as Steve Buscemi having a ton of beers being obsessed with lazy susans and just generally being both unmotivated and externally motivated so if he's not getting praise he's not feeling it
0: i do think this fits in the millennial vibe in that more and more generations are becoming less religious and so it makes sense that in that context you have a god who also cares less where it's like, if those feelings aren't being reciprocated, then the effort on God's part is also going to decline. He does have a weird personality, but his lack of interest and lack of effort seems to make sense in the context of the world they've set up.
1: I think that's a really good point, And that's expanding my feelings on it more. Because the way that Steve Buscemi is playing God felt like how Will Ferrell plays George Bush and SNL skits. Mm -hmm. Like, oh man, Dick, I have to sign another treaty or something.
0: Yeah, he has a childlike quality.
1: Yes, a childlike quality, lazy. It felt like an SNL skit.
0: Yeah. And then you also see like he has his two assistants who are clearly more aware of what needs to be done and on top of things and also aren't willing to skip duties and push things aside where they also probably know God's the boss. So he's the one of all the people in heaven who can just ignore his duties if he wants to.
1: Extending that metaphor. Do you want to talk about that other show that you were explaining to me had heaven set up as an office
0: yeah it's like literally the same thing so this was a web series that was on youtube called god inc by francis stokes i actually remember talking to him when this came out this was like mid 2000s
1: you spoke with him where
0: just through email
1: oh that's so cool sorry keep going
0: because i really like the theme music and he like sent me the mp3
1: That's so freaking cool.
0: So in his show, God was running the world through a company. And it was very similar to this where there's different departments like disasters, population control, uh, publicity. And then instead of a prayers department, they had a miracles department where I think there was only like one or two people left running that department. So it was understaffed and people were being ignored as well. So it was really a very similar setup. And it also starred a female lead who's new to the office. I know Eliza isn't new, but she's switching departments. So there are a lot of parallels with how they set up Hmm. that story and this show.
1: Although the plucky woman coming to show the older man a new way of doing things and revitalizing his passion for his work is a very common trope.
0: Yeah, classic trope. Classic. But yeah, it reminded me of that, which was a good web series. It was supposedly going to get picked up by sci-fi, but then things didn't work out, unfortunately.
1: Definitely going to check it out. So how did you feel about the escalation of the relationship between Eliza and Craig?
0: It's pretty obvious that they will need to work together to work on this bet. But I feel like they didn't need to become essentially close friends within this pilot episode. Really within the second half of this episode. Yeah. Where Craig is in his own world. He likes doing his small miracles. That's what he's always been doing for hundreds of years.
1: Thousands.
0: Thousands. And Eliza comes in and is like, let's do something big. Let's change the world. Let's change lives. And they butt heads. But then it just seems like she takes the time to work on a small miracle. He sees that. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, we get each other. And then it escalates even further to where he starts looking at her like, hmm, when two people who are in close proximity of each other, maybe they like each other. And it's like, spread that out over a full season, not 10
1: minutes. Yeah, I'm not asking for a full... Jim and Pam situation where we wait four or five seasons, but maybe not within the first 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, it seems like they wanted to set up every single plot line in this pilot. Yeah. Which, you know what, let's give them devil's advocate, benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're trying to trick us they're setting up the hint of like a crush relationship but then they're gonna flip things on us in an episode or two Ooh, i'm into that me too do you ever ask yourself what in god's name
1: no but i am excited to check out the book what in god's name which is actually the novelization of the tbs show miracle workers
0: nice great news for our listeners this episode is brought to you by audible which has all the show novelizations and more if you're into listening to books that are just books
1: you can go to Audible trial.com slash the pilot pod to get a free 30-day trial membership. Browse their unmatched selection of audio programs and pick a title to download free and start listening.
0: Again, that's audibletrial.com slash the pilot pod.
1: Happy listening. How did you feel about the cast? These are some heavy hitters. I feel like so Steve Buscemi's a star. Daniel Radcliffe is a star. I think Geraldine Viswanathan. I don't think she's a household name yet, but she's been in two high-profile things. Karan Sony, he plays Sanjay.
0: The Deadpool guy. I feel like
1: every time I turn on my TV, he's on there. And Lolly Adafope, who is God's assistant, but isn't as prominently featured in the pilot, but I think will be featured more, has also been in Spy Who Dumped Me. So how do you feel about this cast?
0: I think they pulled together a good collection of comedians. Yeah. I think with this high concept, Comedy, having some people with good experience with comedic timing and who people already think are funny will work to their advantage. It might be more difficult if you had new faces who might not even be comedians. You might not be willing to listen to their jokes. Someone else might not be able to pull off this character of God like Steve Buscemi would if they didn't have that same experience.
1: That's true. I also like that they're all. Famous but not superstars short of Daniel Craig, uh, short of Daniel Radcliffe.
0: (laughs) If only Daniel Craig.
1: His character's name is Craig. I just combine them. For example, to compare another show about The Good Place, The Good Place. (laughs) 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 It's such a high concept show, as you said, a show where you really have to suspend your disbelief. I like that the cast doesn't have any serious A-listers short of Ted Danson. And I guess now Kristen Bell because at no point do you feel taken out of it. You believe that Chidi is Chidi and Tahani is Tahani and Jason is Jason. And with this show, because they're not so famous that I'm like, what is Chris Pratt doing as a random angel in heaven? I feel like I won't be taken out of it.
0: That's a good point. Sometimes getting that too big of name talent can pull you out of the show or just make you ask questions of why are you here? Why why did you sign up for this show?
1: Why are you here? Why are we all here? Existential questions for a show about heaven to answer.
0: Maybe those are the questions they want us to ask. Yeah. Why haven't our prayers? been answered are they impossible
1: channeling the creepy blue genie that was will smith that lived in my nightmares last night
0: that was not good cgi
1: if you had one wish to quote ray j what would it be that
0: i could do anything
1: that's a good one that's a good one wow (laughs) i'm sorry it's like building how good that was because mine is always infinite wishes
0: that's a good one
1: no but that i could do anything it's the same thing but without having me check With some blue skinned psycho, yeah, every single moment of every single day.
0: I want the power to control my destiny.
1: Yeah, you've now assumed the power of the genie. You should host Tony Robbins style seminars. I have never heard a better answer for that question ever. Thank you. I'm serious, BJ.
0: I'm ready for my wish.
1: I can't give it to you. I'm not blue, I'm black.
0: Well, that sucks.
1: side note, it always makes me laugh whenever people are trying to say they're not racist and they're like, I don't care if you're black, white, green, orange.
0: They pull out every color.
1: Yeah, I care because those other colors mean you're sick. Probably jaundiced or... (laughs)
0: Like, no one wants to be green.
1: No one wants to be green.
0: That's bad. Okay, so me too. A concept came up that we've discussed a lot with time travel shows of the butterfly effect. What did you think about how they address the idea that answering small prayers can have large consequences.
1: I thought that was handled super well because Eliza needed to know firsthand what Craig was talking about. So the reason Craig does things little by little, right? He wanted to show that woman who lost her keys in the snow he wanted to help her find her keys but he had to just melt snowflake by snowflake to gently adjust versus throwing in this wild butterfly effect and she didn't understand that. She thought it was unnecessarily slow and it was helpful for her, I think, to see what it means if you actually just put a random rain cloud over a starving farming family. That while yes, you've helped this family and that's a good thing, but now the question of ethics comes up because if you killed hundreds of people elsewhere with a typhoon.
0: But then we find out sometimes you can't win anyway because if you help a random guy find his gloves that get lost in a pile of leaves, he's now not going to leave fingers. Fingerprint on his gun when he goes and kills people.
1: I like the dark humor of the show because it, it snuck up on you. I was like, oh, that man is a killer. And then it yeah. was referenced again and I was like, oh, I did not misunderstand that. He's a killer.
0: That storyline might keep going. They really set something off.
1: I liked that. I always like when shows respect the butterfly effect or even just the fact that upsetting space and time could have such wild consequences. Who knows what those are? That comes up in Russian Doll, actually.
0: Ooh. Another time travel show. Speaking of time, this is something I don't know if I missed and maybe you understand. Is time flowing differently for the angels? Because when he was melting snowflake by snowflake, it seemed like the woman was still looking for her keys, but the time it would take him to melt each snowflake would be so long that I personally would have stopped looking for my keys.
1: If time in heaven is this long, like hundreds of years, And then your time on Earth is a shorter version of that, almost like a reverse map.
0: Yeah, is it in sync or is it offset so that they have a lot of time to make small adjustments to earth?
1: I think it's like good place. I think heaven is Jeremy Barrymore with regard to time and earth's time is linear, which is why you can spend hundreds or thousands of years in the sky doing whatever and it's been 5 minutes on earth. Okay, I buy it. Time doesn't have to be linear everywhere, right? We don't even know if it's linear here. There could be another you and me not podcasting together.
0: There There's no other me's, but there could be another version of you.
1: If there is no other you, there certainly ain't no other me.
0: Okay, then we're unique.
1: Everybody else got a clone, but you and I are sitting pretty in this one loop of Jeremy Baramee.
0: I agree. Would you want to be an angel?
1: I would want to be like Angela Kinsey's character. I got a good job, good benefits, probably have a pension. I'm just assigning people roles. If I want to put passion into it, I can. I can put a lot of thought into it. Put people where I think they should go. But if I want to phone it in like she does and just take a little breaky break for me, I can do that as well. What about you?
0: I'm torn between having one of the assistant positions to God directly. Mm-hmm. But I'd only want to do that when he was more active and involved in the people of Earth's lives.
1: Is it because you'd be bored?
0: Yeah. And I think I would get frustrated with his lack of effort. Fair. So I don't want to do that for thousands of years. So my other choice would be to have something super mundane, maybe like eye control moss growing on rocks. And I can just really devote myself to being like, look, guys, I made this really cool pattern on this one rock that no human will ever walk by and see, but I know it's there.
1: But you put a lot of passion and thought into that.
0: Yeah. And I also don't have to worry about extreme consequences like answering a prayer.
1: True. So you're the opposite of God in this show because you're internally motivated. You're doing this for you.
0: And my pension.
1: Of course. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's all about getting that condo.
1: Another thing that millennials can't access.
0: And we're using up all of Social Security, even though we don't have it yet.
1: (laughs) And we'll never get it. But that's fine. It's
0: funny how that works.
1: Enjoy your avocado toast, fellow millennials.
0: That's all we need. It fuels our lives.
1: Okay, Beach. what is your rating for TBS's Miracle Workers?
0: My rating for Miracle Workers is would watch again while doing laundry. Nice. I'm actually not that interested in seeing if Craig and Eliza win the bet, but I found this first episode to be funny. So if I'm ever craving a nice half hour comedy, I feel like this would be a safe choice where I know I would enjoy those 23 minutes and there isn't this greater overarching story that I feel I need to keep up with. I'd feel comfortable dropping in and out, missing a few episodes, but that'd be fine. What about you?
1: I totally agree. As a reminder for our listeners, our ratings are would not watch again, would watch while folding laundry, so that's a little bit distracted, would watch with wine for something that's a little salacious, would watch again casually, so you'll catch it when it's on, catch the occasional episode, or would watch again seriously, you'd binge it or watch it sequentially. And I would recommend the same to watch it while doing laundry. I think it's a good show. I don't think I'm personally motivated to watch the next episode and I'm curious about this, like you said, overarching story development, but it's funny. And I definitely think while I'm putting away clothes, it'll be a good accompaniment to that.
0: Also, I would watch God Inc. Casually, just to plug another show.
1: I'm excited to check that out. Okay, Beach where can they find other episodes of The Pilot Podcast?
0: If you want to find some other shows that we recommend, head to our website, thepilotpodcast.com. And you can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a review.
1: You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at The Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at The Pilot Podcast. You can send emails, thoughts, your wishes, unanswered prayers, though we can't answer them, honestly, to askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also find us on wildfireradio.com. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye.